With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Sealer Power Half Hour here on BehindTheSilkCritton.com. And we're also presented by the Ohioan Podcast. I'm Chris. Paul's with me. Uh, Joe's out of commission for the night. But how are you doing, Paul? I'm feeling the the weight of having to carry Joe's side of the show. That's Those are big shoes to fill. and It's going to be a challenge. Another feet reference. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need another treatment. Mine are getting dry again. Ugh. People are gambling. I, I, I hear there's betting lines on how long it's going to be before Paul makes a feet reference. So if you bet, look at your slips. 29 seconds, I see. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul, I'll tell you. All right. Well, hey, I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic. I mean, hey, I, I back to Steelers. I'm always going back to Steelers. But, you know, Gets a little sketchy at times. We're like, oh, what's going on here? But we some positive news we're going to talk about in the next half hour. So put on your rose-colored glasses, buy your Super Bowl tickets. We're on our way. It'll be great. Uh, this week, um, scouting combine. Uh, Paul, I, I hate to say this. I haven't been watching any scouting combine. Have you been? Oh, it's riveting television. I've, I've watched none of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. I'll be interested in seeing the results, like in seeing some speculation on what stuff means. But I, I got to admit, I haven't seen it. I think the closest I've come was uh, there's a viral video going around the Malik Willis throwing passes in the hallway to get ready. And I don't know. Wow. I mean, okay, I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to interpret that video. He works hard. He he's bored. I I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, go Malik, you know, throw your passes and it'll be all good. I, I will say that I, I long for the day and the season in my life when I'm like, you know what? I, I'll sit down and just watch the combine for a little while. I got nothing else going on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's tough. And I hate to say that because somebody is out there going, I watch every second. What are you saying about me? It's, Life, my life's a little complex right now, but yeah, they just hey, have a little extra expendable time than others, okay. and that's fine. Well, I'll check yeah. out YouTube. I'm sure we'll have like a NFL five minute highlight package of the best combine. I'll watch that. How about that? 
that I'll make it for you. But, you know, one of the things about the combine isn't just the, they call it the underwear Olympics, where you see how the guys <laughs> look and, you know, how fast they run and stuff like that. But the GMs make comments at these things. Uh, there's also, it's kind of like an unofficial winter meetings in baseball. I'm hearing that sometimes when you talk about trades, either with players or draft picks, conversations start happening during the um, combine. I don't know if they can announce everything, but you start hearing the formation about some trades. Um, you know, people are saying, hey, could Aaron Rodgers get traded or Russell Wilson or I'm mean, even hearing in New York about Saquon Barkley, you know, their uh, top running back. So hey, there's interesting conversations and GMs meet with the media to talk about stuff. I know the Browns, uh, lots of questions about Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield coming back? Uh, Jarvis Landry could be a cap casualty. And Paul, I mentioned last week, that might be a guy the Sooners can pick up for relatively cheap. So keep your eye on Jarvis Landry a little bit. But we're here to talk about Kevin Colbert. And Kevin was talking. He dropped a taste of the nugget during the Scotland Combine. Uh, the big question here in Steelers Nation, what's going on with um, Stefan Tuitt? Nobody knows. <clears throat> but Colbert said, I talked to him. He seems excited to come back. Now, Paul, I know that doesn't mean he is coming back, <laughs> but this is the first we've heard, and this sounds pretty positive. What do you think? <clears throat> I, I'll i take him at his word. Um, I don't know what level of that is just GM speak, um, always putting a positive spin on things. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's kind of, <clears throat> I mean, considering that Colbert's done after the draft, it's like, uh, does he even care what he's saying? I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm not trying to be uh, Mr. Cynic and dismiss it all, but just, yeah, give, give us a little uh, juicy morsel, but, you know, until it's something's real, I'm not going to get overly excited. I think I can have a little bit more faith in this than the other stuff because, you know, we look at all these rumors about what quarterbacks it might be after or not. Well, a lot of that's a smokescreen. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the Steelers like a quarterback. I mean, you would hope that they're preferring somebody, that they're not like, oh, we don't know what to do. But, you know, <laughs> that information is not going to get out there. But what, here's my take, Paul. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think if the Steelers are talking about one of their own players. You know, they're, we're not throwing out, hey, Mitch Trubisky or whoever. This is stuff on to it. He's, you know, he's under contract for the Steelers. We all know what's happening. I I think he's not going to throw out a smoke screen about a guy they have. And I'm not saying that to say to it's definitely back, but I feel more confident if he's throwing out a comment saying he's excited. Now, granted, Hey, there's nights I'm excited about something, and tomorrow I'm like, Ugh, I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> but I think there's legitimate interest. And I don't think if there was a serious question if we come back, I think Colbert could inadvertently tick to it off by saying, Oh, yeah, he's excited to it. It's like, what? I never said that. You know, so I'm I'm feeling optimistic. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent signed deal, but I think the fact he said that and that two is already under contract. I mean, it would be a horrible miscalculation of Colbert, which is making stuff <laughs> up. I, I think they're feeling pretty good that this is going to happen. Again, things could change, but I, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
there's no baseball going on, so might as well. Uh, we need something to focus on. <laughs> yeah, I love definitely. the fact that the Columbus Crew handily won their season opener, but I know this isn't a soccer <laughs> podcast, so I'll leave it at that. Hey, the great thing about NFL football, it's year round, and so soccer. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, don't curse us, our nation. It's just Paul talking here. Um. Yeah, so I'm encouraged about this. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Tuit. If Tuit doesn't come back, which again, it's possible it might happen. You know, you've got either draft uh, interior defense lineman, or you got to sign an interior defense lineman free agent. Yes. Maybe not the top, top, top guy, but a guy you can punch in and be a starter. I'll tell you, man. If Tuit does come back, you go from a lot of question marks at defensive line. You're back. I mean, Ty Lulu says he's coming back. Let's hope and pray he stays healthy because he's healthy. We're good. If he's not, we're in trouble like we were last year. But, you know, you would have a defensive line of Hayward, Tuit, and Alalu, where last year it was a big, huge question mark. This year it's better. And I dislike Chris Wormley. I think Chris Wormley could be a good backup defensive end. Um, Adams, the guy they brought in at the end of last year, had some good defense uh, nose tackle, you know, snaps and everything. You're going from a really weak defensive line, like they were overall, take away Cam Hayward at the end of last year, to a unit that's one of your stronger on the team. I mean, this helps not just the quality of your defense, but major hole is gone, assuming to it does come back. Yeah, if, if we can stop, if the Steelers can stop giving up 500 rushing yards a game, I mean, that's going to go a long way to help us not have to score 28 points to win. Alulu's getting older. I mean, so we can't count Lulu being great every year. But I'll tell you, it made a difference when he was in there playing like he did. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not going to get 500 tackles a year, but he really helps solidify that uh, defensive front. And here's another thing, and we talked last week about, you know, Brian Forrest joining the team, and, you know, hopefully it might attract some free agents to come in. Here's some other th- thoughts. I don't think unless they're overwhelmed by a guy who wants to come there, I think your outside linebackers, obviously T.J. Watt's going to be one of them. They'll probably roll with Highsmith again unless they get overwhelmed by some guy who wants to come in. But, you know, inside linebackers are question mark. Uh, I think they're going to – Give Devin Bush a run at it. I think Flores hopefully can help out Devin Bush. Uh, Joe Schobert wasn't horrible last year, but wasn't great. And at his salary cap, I mean, he, they're not going to keep him at that salary cap number. Right. I think if he's willing to come back for a much cheaper, I think they might bring him back a much cheaper uh, market. But here's another guy to throw out there. Um, Dante Hightower. Now, Hightower's lost a step or two um, with New England over the years. But, you know, the Steelers won him in the draft. Uh, there was also talk last time he was up for contract, the Steelers uh, pursued him. Patriots just offered him more than the Steelers could offer. Man, you know, Hightower was with Flores in uh, New England. That could be a guy who could really solidify yeah. the inside linebacker crew. I mean, can you imagine a Hightower-Bush pairing or – Say Bush just wasn't ready, even a high tower Schobert. I mean, or high tower, and if they get inside linebacker in the draft, I mean, the two it thing, I think helps solidify their holes. 
they can spend more money on some other holes that they really need. And man, if you bring a high town, you're in a much better phase. Uh, Colbert said something interesting. He talked about, hey, there might be some changes on in the defensive secondary. I think why he's saying that is um, Weatherspoon, Akil Weatherspoon, who was horrible when he first came to Pittsburgh, he looked great near the end of the year. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, hopefully he comes back. I haven't heard anything on if he wants to stay, if he wants to out, whatever. Uh, you also got Joe Hayden. Uh, I think Joe Hayden can still play. Hayden's getting older. Uh, he said, hey, this is my last dance so, before last year. But, you know, he had a good year for Pittsburgh, and he really likes Brian Flores. So would he come back? Um, Cam Sutton uh, had wonderful games against Buffalo. He was Woodson-like. Not sure about him the rest of the year. He's under contract. But there are guys out there. I mean, if the Steelers could keep Weatherspoon or um, Hayden, preferably Weatherspoon. And here's another guy out there that's starting to pop up in conversations. Stefan Gilmore. He was with New England for a long time. He got traded to Carolina last year. Unrestricted free agent. Probably won't go back to Carolina. Carolina's kind of a dumpster fire right now. What do you think about Gilmore? I, th- I think I think it'll be an upgrade. Um, I-, I think anything we can do to even slightly upgrade any of those kind of positions, because it, one thing that excites me about the next season is it's going to look, I feel like it's going to look more like the Steeler football that I- I've grown to love over the years, where you have a smash mouth defense and a balanced more balanced offense where it's not constantly throw, 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 throw. Uh, and I get excited about watching that kind of Steeler football. And, and so if we can assemble uh, kind of that Steeler curtain-esque 2.0, um, that, that's going to go a long way to keep the Steelers competitive, whoever ends up uh, under center. Just got, have to have the guys stay healthy. I mean, yeah. you know – Again, Ty Lulu isn't your Hall of Fame guy, but they're an entirely different team with a Lulu there and, and stuff onto it there. Even if, and you know, to his miss a year, he's had some injury emotionally, just a horrible time with his uh, losing his brother. So you can't guarantee to his coming back, you know, 100% of where he's at. But man, even if you got 80% back to it, you know, as he recovers from the stuff he's going through. Oh man, what a what an improvement from what, what you had last year! Oh, it'd be amazing. Essentially, there was nobody in that middle other than Cam last year. So yeah, yeah. And you get, um, and, and, you know, Gilmore's getting older too. He's getting north of thirty. So I mean, this isn't a, you know, uh, Gilmore at the top, top, top of his game. But, right. You know, Gilmore could bring. I'm not sure if I'm being excited if Witherspoon leaves and your top two cornerbacks are older guys and Hayden and what and um, Gilmore. But if you could keep Witherspoon at least one of the two in a Hayden or Gilmore, I think you're in, you're in good shape. So um, I, mean, I was impressed with Hayden. I I didn't think he'd play as well as he did this past season. Uh, I think yeah. he was solid. Well, you always get nervous, and you know that's the thing with Big Ben. You, you know. Guys like him and you know Hayden and guys have been good for a long time. You never know when the the bombs start to fall out, right? And and you don't want to get rid of guys quick and 
kick them out to the pasture. But then on the other hand, if you keep them too long, it starts to get tough. And again, you know, respect to Big Ben and we miss Big Ben and all this other stuff. I'm all in for that. But probably a year too long if you really had to look at it. Maybe, yeah. you know, Ben stayed a year more than he should have. But, you know, hey, you can't say anything bad about the situation. And I guess the other question on defense is Edmonds, I believe he's an unrestricted free agent. Who's in exercise the fifth year on him? Um, it'll be interesting. How much is Rodman's worth? That's a big question with him. It, it depends which version of him you want to talk about. I feel like there's there can be a Jekyll Hyde situation with him sometimes. He had a decent season last year. Uh, it wasn't great, but wasn't bad. But you know, just think about it. He's not the hitter that Ryan Clark was like. But just think, when the Sooners had Troy, your other safety was Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark wasn't an all-pro Hall of Famer, but Ryan Clark was solid. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy, and uh, I don't know, it's probably too early to say Minka's a Hall of Famer, but you got a, a he's, star he's on his Minka. way. Yeah, you got a star in Minka. You don't necessarily need your Troll Edmonds or whoever you bring in a replacement if you don't want him to be uh, – you don't need two Minkas back. Well, if you could get two Minkas back, they're great. <laughs> but you don't have to have two Minkas. But, you know, you just need a solid guy. And the big question is, is Troll that solid guy? And if you feel he's a solid guy, is he going to be worth whatever he's asking for? Right. All right. Well, let's take a break here. Um, here on the Pittsburgh Silver Power Half Hour on the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com network in the Ohioan. Uh, we're going to break for 15 seconds, and we'll be back with some more show. And, hey, a quick reminder for people who listen to the Ohioan, um, Paul and I do the Xenera show. We've got guys from IUPUI on tonight. Uh, fascinating story about how they played their last game with only five guys, so check it out. Woo! I was about to give up when I saw you coming outside the door. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour, I'm Chris. Got Paul with me. We broke down the defense, man. Um, lots of interesting um, ideas for what to do. And man, if Stefan Tuitt comes back, that's one big hole you don't have to fill anymore. And wow. uh, it, man, it, it could open up so much more ideas or m- more possibilities for the team this off season. Uh, let's look to the offense. It can. Quarterbacks, there's all kinds of rumors out there, but I don't know, Paul. I mean, we got to talk to Joe. Maybe we do an emergency podcast, like a special podcast, when they finally make a decision. Like when they say, 
you know, hey, we're trading for Russell Wilson or <laughs> we're trading for Ty uh, Tyrod Taylor or whoever they end up bringing. Oh. Well, maybe that's when we do it, but just to break down every week, you know, hey, do you like Jimmy G? Hey, do you like, you know, whoever? It's like, it gets old after a while. But <laughs> Colbert made some news. I I don't think this is as newsworthy as the Tuit thing that we talked about in the first part of the podcast, but he was talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, and he seemed impressed. He said he liked the fact that Juju came back from the injury. Remember, it looked like he was going to be out for the year. But he worked hard. He wanted another shot playing with Ben. Same to playing the playoff game. Um, caught a couple of passes. Uh, he definitely didn't make the difference of winning the game, but he didn't play bad for his first game back. Um, there wasn't a, hey, I talked to Juju and he's excited for coming back. It was just more like, hey, we take a look at him. So I don't know, Paul. I, I don't know if you want to spend a ton of money on Juju for one. Two, I don't think Juju wants necessarily to come back. I think Juju wanted one last chance to play with Ben. I think yeah. that's why Juju pushed so hard to come back. I think unless you really sit there and say, hey, we got Russell Wilson, or hey, we got Aaron Rodgers, I think that's where Juju might become interested. I don't think saying, hey, here's Mitch Trubisky or <laughs> yeah, here's Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not sure if Juju's going to be like, oh, yeah, I got to come back for this. You know? Well, I think Juju obviously is going to follow the money, but I, he'll probably follow the the ball in, in that if the Steelers go in the direction of maybe more of a balanced offense instead of being so pass-heavy, I think Juju would rather go somewhere where he's going to get the targets. So I think the money and the touches are going to rule the day for him. Well, and here's the other thing. The teams that he supposedly turned down last year at this time, Kansas City, okay, yeah, we all like the Steelers, but we know – you know, Pat Mahomes was better last year than Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, I know. Um, so, yeah, maybe Juju would have liked there better, but he wouldn't have been – I mean, he would have been maybe a third option if he played for Kansas City last year. Um, Baltimore was interesting. I think he could have been a higher-up option because Baltimore's really struggling with receivers. Yeah. But, you know, Baltimore's a weird place for receivers to play. I mean <laughs> – Lamar Jackson does some certain things thrown really well. He does some things really bad. So, you know, they haven't had developing receivers, but honestly, maybe Baltimore's not where you want to go. And, you know, you might say the same thing about Pittsburgh, depending on who they get to be their quarterback next year. But maybe maybe um, Juju looked at last year saying, hey, I'd rather roll with Ben than Lamar, even though Ben wasn't the quarterback he But if there's already that close connection where if now that that's off the table, um, you know, I think another factor would probably have to be who's going to be my best shot for a ring. Um, And now that the Bengals have ascended the division, I don't know that the Ravens are going to be your best option to get a ring. I, I don't, I don't see him going to Cincinnati either. He'd be probably option number three there too. So yeah, he talked about Dallas. I, I don't know about Dallas. I mean, Dallas might be able to give you money. Dallas is a weird team. I mean, <laughs> you look at them sometimes, you're like, oh, man, that'll be incredible. And you look at them other times and say, ugh. Like, 
Ezekiel Elliott, and I know I'm based here in Columbus, Ohio, and I should be singing his praises. Zeke really hasn't had the career. He still produces, but you would think he would be amazing, but he just hasn't done that. I mean, they got their backup running back, Tony Pollard, has been taking carries away from him. So <laughs> I, I don't know. And again, maybe Dallas has the money to pay. I mean, uh, they've got Amari Cooper, who's the top receiver. Um, well, they, they got that rookie. What was it, CeCe Lamb? Uh, from last year, so yeah, maybe Juju's your third guy there. I don't know. I mean, Lamb had a good rookie year, so I I don't know where he fits on Dallas. Chargers definitely gonna get touches there. Wow, Herbert's a good quarterback. Yeah, I really thought the Chargers were gonna be a better team than they were last year. Um, yeah, it's tough, but you're right. You know, you want to get that money too. It's not just. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason why he came back to Pittsburgh. He's like, I don't know if these situations are better than where I'm at right now. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, but I don't think Pittsburgh should overpay for him. Now, no, absolutely. the one caveat is you've got a bunch of free agents that are receivers for the Steelers. I mean, I think the only guy is Deontay Johnson, who's under contract, but you know, we detailed this last week. You know, you can extend the contract this offseason. You want to extend it for one time. So, I mean, you may only have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool back. So, you may have to go shopping for receivers, even the draft or free agency anyway. Um, it's weird, Paul. We used to always think that the uh, receivers were such a strength. Uh, it's tough, you know? Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I would not overpay for him. Um, and I know he's going to ask for high tier dollars and I, I I hope the Steelers don't make that move. Um I'd rather have if if you can get two solid receivers with that money, I'd rather see that than invest all of that in one guy who yeah, he, he can be solid, but he's not exactly putting you over the top either. And, and let me say this. I just saw a lord come across my phone. Um the Browns are supposed to talk to Malik Willis too. Um, whatever you think about Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, I mean, it's up to you. I'm not really super excited about debating that tonight. But here's what I'm starting to think. I hear Carolina loves Kenny Pickett. Carolina's picking at six. Washington, I know they're after Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, they're, they're off a Chase Young for him, like a, the, the brilliant defensive end. Um, I don't think Willis or Pickett gets to 20. No. And again, I'm not saying Wilson Pickett are going to be, you know, Marino and Pat Mahomes, but they will get the twenty. And, Although and to, Pickett broke Marino's college records, right? But what I'm saying <laughs> is, after what happened to the Devin Bush thing, and they should think about this every time you trade up. If you trade up for somebody, especially if you're trading up significantly, you need to be uber convinced that this guy is going to be great. And yeah. Devin Bush still has the opportunity. I'm not saying Bush was a hack or anything, but you better believe you know, Malik Willis is going to be Pat Mahomes. And you better yeah. say, yeah, there's a reason why Pickett broke Marino's record. <clears throat> because, yeah. And that's why I'm starting to think I'm hearing reports that the Steelers are talking to Matt Crowell, uh, the Mississippi guy. Um, there's been some things linking him to 
Desmond Ritter, the kid from Cincinnati. They're definitely not as highly talented as a Willis or a Pickett, but maybe getting one of his other guys in the second round could be a better option. Yeah, I I know I've said it before, and I know we didn't want to spend a lot of time on quarterbacks, but Willis scares me. Um, like I've said, it's just going to take one good hit from Miles Garrett, and that ability to run is now gone, and what do you have left? Well, here's the other thing about Willis. I would say if Willis is your guy, and I wouldn't be super upset if Willis gets picked at 20. I wouldn't be super excited, but I wouldn't be super mad. I think you need a better quarterback than Mason to be a bridge quarterback for Willis. Because I think Willis, I, I think you can get away with playing Pickett earlier in his career. I think Willis, he needs to sit down at least half a year, in my opinion. And again, I mean, you can play him game one, do whatever you want to do. But for Willis to really understand and develop and pick up the game, some for half a year at least, and maybe even the whole year. I mean, th- there's going to be a leap from Liberty versus Carl's Community College to the NFL. Uh, right. If 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 Willis played for, I don't want to say Ohio State because then I'd say he wouldn't be a good quarterback. But you know, if he had played for Michigan or uh, had some better competition, I feel like I'd have a better sense of, you know, how how NFL ready is he? But Liberty, that's really hard to make that jump to, okay, is this going to look, will he look the same in the NFL as he looked in Liberty? And I don't know the answer to that. He's got a rock arm and he's mobile. Now that doesn't mean he's going to be supremely wonderful, but some of those guys who have done that in today's NFL, I mean, maybe if Willis came out in the eighties, maybe it wouldn't be there. I, I think there's some potential there, but again, it goes back to what I was saying before. There's a very high, what's your ceiling and what's your basement? And Willis, it's it's huge both ways. And it's, you're playing a lottery ticket. The Sears are going to play a lottery. And, the, you know, if they're comfortable with that and it works out well, you're getting a Pat Mahomes type guy 20, which would be brilliant. But if it doesn't work out, you're like, oh, geez, now we, <laughs> now it's, bring out Dwayne Haskins or whatever. It's got to be rough. So, all right. Any other thoughts on the Steelers before we wrap up for the evening? No, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see how these next few months unfold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll be there, uh, especially this year. I mean, in the past, sometimes we've looked at some of these offseason shows and said, oh, what do you talk about? But my goodness, I mean, we're resetting the franchise. <laughs> yeah. What aren't you going to talk about? I mean, you know, there's too much to talk about right now. And, hey, if, if we fell into the trap other people fall into and say, hey, we're just going to talk quarterbacks, we could talk quarterbacks for an hour each week. But, you know, praise the Lord, we're not. So it's good. <laughs> um, a couple promos. Hey, we're excited to be here on the Behind the Steel Curtain Network. Uh, thank you for to Jeff and Brian and Dave for continuing to have us on. It's been a blast, and we're looking forward to uh, going into our year two with them. Check out their articles. Uh, my goodness, if you want Steelers content, I know some of you out there are like, man, I got to keep up with everything going to the Steelers. Tons of articles each day about the Steelers. Check that out. Check out the podcast. My goodness, lots of podcasts out there telling you about everything going to the Steelers. 
Uh, check our friends. Lots of good podcasts out there. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com on the web, as well as Behind the Steel Curtain um, on your favorite podcast provider. Also, okay, so subscribe there. Please, go for it. But also, The Ohioan. Um, this is something that I do. Uh, I talk a lot about uh, sports, pop culture. Uh, we have a partnership with Public News Service. We have some national news each day. But we try to have fun. Um, Paul, Joe, and I do a separate Steelers podcast on there, kind of like a bonus one. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Steelers quarterbacks from the past. We're going to bring up some dark guys. Um, um, Kent Graham. I mean, it's going to be scary. Uh, don't <laughs> let your kids listen uh, because I know when you talk too much about Kent Graham, it gets really frightening. But, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then we also have a couple fun, et cetera, podcasts. Um, we like to have fun with our podcasts. We like to talk about other stuff in the series on occasion. So uh, we talked to two guys from IUPUI. And you're like, what is that? College basketball team, they were down to five players healthy. And they said, we are going to play with five players. We're going to see how it happens. And they talked about their experiences. Um it was uh, Nathan and Mike from the team. Um, so, yeah, listen to that. Paul did that earlier. And then we also talked about goofy criminal stories, stories that we like to make fun of. I'll later say we're going to talk about a guy who stuffed a crossbow down his pants. So uh, Paul's excited about that one. I am too. I'm not blaming Paul for this. So, again, two things we want you to do tonight. We want you to subscribe to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We want you to Read all their articles. It's free. Lots of great content there. And then we want you to go to the Ohioan and subscribe there too. Lots of great content, Steelers and otherwise. All right. Well, Paul, it's been great. Yep. Uh, we're going to tape our other podcasts that we want you all to listen to about old Steelers quarterbacks. So for Paul, this is Chris. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Yeah.